This episode has been brought to you by our Explorer of the Week, Israel. Israel is a, is a first-time Explorer of the Week as he's just signed up to our Patreon. And uh, we recommend that you do too. Check out uh, patreon.com forward slash aliens explored to see what kinds of rewards are on offer to you, including the chance to uh, join in our discussions or meet us in person at a time and place of your choosing. We are very biddable. Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? In January 2021, ufologist Scott Waring published a photo taken from Google Earth which seemed to show a ghostly image of a B-1 bomber parked at Dias Air Force Base in Texas. Is this, as Waring claims, evidence that the US Air Force has managed to reverse engineer crashed UFO cloaking technology to create invisible or barely visible bombers? Join us on Aliens Explored as we discuss whether there might be a more mundane explanation for this strange photograph. Welcome back listeners to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at all things alien, extraterrestrial and sometimes terrestrial things as well. I am one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. How are you doing, Neil? Oh, I think better than you, actually. You're sounding a bit rough, actually. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was, that was a very upbeat introduction, and I wiped <laughs> was, myself out yeah. doing it. But, you know, I, I can hear the the quiver in your voice. Oh, I can mate. hear the scratching in your throat. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not as bad as I was, uh, in terms of my voice. Um, yeah, I, mm. my voice is definitely getting back. I, I was talking like this a couple of days ago. Mm. Um, yeah, I was really... I've not been very well. Um, it's been a little while since you and I have spoken, because I've been to America in the time between you, last record and this record, haven't you I? You have indeed, yeah. Your first visit to the States, I it understand. Was my first ever visit to the States, and I was very, very excited. I went to a Star Trek convention, and do you know what? I've been sort of I've been I've been looking forward to it and excited about it for a good solid year since I originally got the ticket. Mm. Uh, I was like, really? And I mean, well, it's it's no news to our our regular listeners. Um, I've had a few th- <laughs> I've had a few shit things happen to me in recent months. You know, relationship mm. of six years came to a you know a, an amicable end, but an end nonetheless, and. Um, you know, there's there's been things with my disabilities and my health issues, and anyway, so for the last year I've been saying, but at least I've got this convention to look forward to. At least, I, so I've been like piling all my emotional hopes and dreams and everything on top of it. Mate, yeah. I got to America. Guess what fucking happened? <laughs> 
You didn't get shot. I can see that. I didn't you get shot. Think? That was one uh, of my fears. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it was only one of your voice. Yeah. Um, um, well, I'm guessing this is this is to do with your voice, isn't it? You've got you caught is. COVID. I caught COVID. I caught which COVID. was the other thing you were frightened of happening when you were, when you got there. Yeah, well, I've spent two years kind of living almost as a hermit, being incredibly careful, seeing people, I know, like going out having house parties and basically not giving a shit and, and mm. not getting COVID. Um, I poke my head out of my house and on the second day, I'm down with COVID and I had to isolate for the entire of my stay out there. It's the most expensive isolation I have ever done. So you did not get to the Star Trek convention at I, all? I got the first day um, mm-hmm. I got. The second day I was there. No, I was testing every night with lateral flow yeah. tests. Um, the second day, uh, so the first night I tested, I was negative. Uh, the second day I was feeling really rough um, and actually sort of, I, I got through as much of the day as I could, but the day was kind of marred as you would imagine, mm. uh, by not feeling very well. And, and, yeah, and I got back to where I was staying, did a test, oh, shit, positive. So, yeah, so I missed out on the rest of it. Um, missed out on all the... I'd, I'd planned, like, the big... Mm. So Anthony Rapp, who is an actor in Star Trek, in, mm. in the new Discovery series, he's one of my heroes. He's, he's, like, he's a phenomenal actor and singer. He, he was in Rent, the original... Well, the movie and the original Broadway production of Rent uh, played the photographer. Wow. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm so he's a, he's a bit of a hero of mine. Is Anthony Ratman. He's one of the loveliest people, and I'd like I'd planned to do like a photo opportunity with him, and I was going to do an autograph with him, so I could actually have a you know, albeit a brief chat with him. Mm. No, of course, couldn't do any of that shit. Um, didn't get to meet Will Wheaton. Ah, uh, anyway, you, yeah, you know so... what this means, mate, don't you? You know what this means. Go on. You've you've got to go again, <sighs> mate. I'm never, ever, ever leaving my flat ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm like, no, I'm never going out. No, I. I mean, do you know what? It's shitty luck. Uh, I mean, mm. and it could have been a lot worse. So here, I, I'm still feeling rough now, um, mm. and we are. Oh god, what date is it? Uh, so we're we're just past the middle of April. So this has been, yeah, this is coming up on a couple of weeks, um, and mm. I'm still feeling pretty. But it could have been a lot, lot worse. Oh yeah, I mean, it people could died. have been a lot two, worse. Two thousand people died of COVID in this country in Britain last week. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it so, could have been worse. It could have been a lot, lot worse. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, um, but I do feel like my luck could do with some improving. So since I've been back in between, like just collapsing and feeling rough, I've, I've started feng shuiing the crap out of where I live mm-hmm. to improve my health and my prosperity and my overall look. I'm hoping. Gotta be worth a try. Yeah, yeah, I'm into the old feng shui. Um, that's probably not a surprise to anyone, but I haven't got round to doing it in this place at all. Right, no, it's, it's, so, so it's, it's like you know, you're not you're not feeling right, and you're, you're feeling down, and and the answer is move your furniture around a bit. Um, is that basically yes and no? It's <laughs> not. It's not so much the furniture. Um, so what you do, you apply what's called a bagua map 
um, to your your property layout, hmm. and, and you put it into nine quadrants, and each quadrant relates to a particular area of your life, and it's all to do with energy flows and things like that. Certain materials like wood or metal, you you either really want in that quadrant, or you'd want to avoid in that quadrant, depending on what it is you're trying oh, to promote. Oh, right. It's, more, more, it's um, a lot more complicated than oh, I yeah. thought. Certain colours. Um, uh, 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 so so my bed bedroom area um, mm. is actually the focus of my health area. Um, mm. And I definitely... I. I um, this could sound wrong. I had a lot of wood in that area. No, I don't mean like that <laughs> at all. Um, I mean, like, but, but also objects. like that. Well, that's not what you want in that area. Mm. Uh, you want earth and and fire. So I've I've like I've set up some nice sort of tea lights and um, I've moved my incense burner into there. Um, you want earth tones, colours. Uh, so yellows and browns and greens. So I've put some artwork up and. Yeah, I'm hoping it all. Yeah, so it really is a lot off. more than just moving your furniture around a bit. It really is. I mean, furniture is quite important because it can restrict airflow, mm. um, not airflow, energy flow. Sorry, I'm yeah, I'm really not with it. <laughs> yeah, energy flow. It's all to do with energy flow. Um, and yeah, so again, in my bedroom, my door to the bedroom is directly opposite the window which is an issue because mm. that means that the energy is coming straight into the room and going straight out of it again, mm. which you don't want. Um, so I've, I've got, um, it's like basically a crystal faceted, not, not a round crystal ball, but a crystal faceted ball uh, to hang up in the middle of the room so that it sort of, it redirects the energies and spreads okay. them around the room a bit more. I've also got a mirror directly opposite the door now as well to hopefully bring the energies back in a bit. Yeah, um, there we go. Feng Shui. Feng Shui. <laughs> hey. Well, it's got to be worth a try. And next so, week we'll be talking about Reiki. No, we, yeah, no, we won't. Yeah, so, <laughs> but we, we have digressed, haven't we? We haven't we, even introduced our topic for this week. Oh, we haven't. We haven't. Um, yes, yeah, speaking of energies... Oh, that's a poor segue. Never it's mind. a segue, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's all about energy. Yeah, this is... Uh, so this week we're talking about uh, something that was found on the good old Google Earth back in 2020. Um, what looks very much like a cloaked B-1 bomber, and you can tell it's a B-1 bomber because it's right next to another B-1 bomber, and it's the same shape and everything. Mm. Um, so there, there's a video um, put out by a chap called Scott Waring who is um, a ufologist himself uh, yes. works out of Taiwan but he's an American chap um, who claims to have worked on B1 bombers himself previously mm. uh, and as far as I'm aware he's the one who found this on Google Earth and he put out a video and of course like the UFO community has been all over it because here is actual evidence of UFO technology that's been reverse engineered and applied to terrestrial vehicles, Neil. Now, this was first reported <laughs> in the Daily Express, wasn't it? For our, for our non-British listeners, the Daily Express is a real piece of shit tabloid newspaper. Um, from well, Americans I would say it was first reported by Scott Waring on YouTube. Yeah, the, it was um, the, but... Um, the, the media, yeah. Was it? Okay, media, but the... Of. 
the 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 Daily Express cover the story. It was at, at Dias Air Force Base in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the picture now. So is there just that one picture? No, there's Isn't a whole it? video of it where he, he sort of he rotates round it and you can see like the three-dimensional image. Um, it, it's worth, um, for any of our listeners, yeah, if you Google um, uh, or go to YouTube, in fact, and search cloaked B-1 Bomber Dias Air Force Base, mm. uh, that should uh, you should be able to find the, the image there. But no, he on this video, he rotates round the, the cloaked aircraft um, and you but, can but, see but the, the, the cloaked but non-moving aircraft. The, the aircraft cloaked but non-moving, yes. Right. Um, but it is, um, I mean, it's clearly when he rotates around it, it's clearly a three-dimensional image. Um, mm. It's also casting something of a shadow. Now, it's next to another B-1 bomber. Mm. Um, it, it's great. Do you know when you you get a shadow... I don't know if you've ever seen this, like if you hold a glass of water up in sunlight and you get the shadow of the glass of water, you're still getting light coming through, so it's not a complete shadow. Mm. Um, it's kind of the, the shadow of it looks very much like that. In fact, the, the like it's kind of a it's a strange thing to say. We've got an image of a cloaked bomber, but because if it's cloaked, you shouldn't be able to see it. But what you're getting is um, a sort of visual distortion, and it looks kind of like you're looking at it through water, doesn't it? Um, it it's hard to say what it is. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, the, the fact that it's not cast. You can see the one right next to it, which is casting a very clear shadow. Mm. Um, I'm trying to see if the shadow is actually in this going in the same. The same direction. It looks. I can't really say. Oh no! It's you know the shadows are wrong in the picture because they they look at about right. Yeah, it looks um, looks to me to be the same direction. Um, everything like that. Okay. Now, um, one of the one of the explanations that has been offered is something to do with the way um, Google Earth takes pictures and sometimes takes pictures over pictures, and that that's a that's a a ghost image. It's probably the same plane, and that's a ghost from an earlier picture. Now the plane's been moved, so you can see it clearly, but you can kind of see this residual image of where it was. I'm not sure I, I even understand that that argument. So well, I don't. I, I'm not an image expert by any stretch of the imagination. However, and, and mentioned this a few times, I do do video editing. Um, so I do some image manipulation, and indeed mm. I have put images over the tops of other images. You mm. do not get bleed through of image like that. It just does not happen with digital images. No, um, I mean I remember I'm when I was a, say that's bollocks. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, I had a camera, a, just a cheap little camera with a sort of roll on, you know, a film that you sort of put in, roll, roll, just rolled it in, and. Yep. Um, it was possible you had to remember to wind the film on to the next frame. Yes, because if you didn't, you could just take you could just expose the same frame over and over again. Yes, and I did that a few times. Mainly, what he got was just a very overexposed mishmash. The, the whole thing, but the, yeah, that was a film. This is this is digital, so I don't really accept that argument. No, digital storage happens in a very very different way. Um, mm. You don't need to. I mean, even if it saved the image in the same location, 
on the storage mm. device, whatever it was, is, um, it would just overwrite it. It wouldn't sit yeah, on that's top what of I it. Thought, yeah, it would just be a. It's just digital images, isn't it? It's yeah. Not. Yeah. So, so that, I'm, that, I'm struggling with that one. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, but I do have other questions. Um, okay. Um, uh, well, actually, going back to that idea of a double exposure on a on a on a digital picture, are there other examples of that? I mean, the people who say no, it's just it's just the way Google Earth works. So they can they show other pictures of, of sort of cloaked buses and cloaked I've I've trucks and that. you know. So I haven't. So there's another. I've never seen that happen. Right. So this guy Scott Waring. Um, is is sure that this is alien technology to develop advanced flying vessels. There, I mean, the B one bomber is quite an old vehicle, isn't it? I mean, it was developed in the nineteen sixties. It's quite an old airframe. There are far more. Yeah. If they wanted to cloak an aircraft, that would that wouldn't be the first choice. I would have thought, unless they just you know let, let's experiment with this technology on one of our old aircraft. One that's, well, one that's going out of service in, I think I think they're due to go out of service in twenty twenty five. The B ones, okay, but that's that's making the assumption that this is new technology. Now, um, new te- like you said, yeah, new te- te- But you'd try it out on an old plane, wouldn't you? Just say, let, 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 well, let, let's take one of our hundred million dollar brand new jets and piss about with it. Why don't we just get one of our old ones for if we're to experiment on? Well, I think at the stage you're putting it on an actual plane, you, you're not, you're, you're you're well past the stage of pissing about with it. I think you you know what you're doing with it at that stage that it's well, tried still, and it's still, tested. I mean, you, you've uh, experimented with the, with the technology, you've got it to work, um, but then putting it on a plane is a different matter, isn't it? I would say that no, they would definitely put it on the latest technology, but what that's making the assumption is that. This is new technology. Now, you said yourself, like, B-1 Bomber's been in operation. Back in the 60s, it was new technology. It was the latest thing. Mm. And exactly the sort of thing you'd want cloaked technology on as well. Now, bear in mind, I'm putting forward this theory that it's reverse-engineered from a UFO. It is, Dias Air Force Base is only 300 miles from Roswell, Mm. New Mexico. Yeah, and from that time, what was that? Nineteen forty-seven. Yeah, through to the sixties to reverse engineer that sort of technology, and then put it on the latest thing. Yeah. Um, well, Why problems not? I I have with that line of reasoning is for um if if UFOs extraterrestrials are using cloaking technology, um. They're not using it very often, <laughs> given the number of people who see UFOs. Well, so they're not. How do you know that there aren't far, far more UFOs <laughs> out and about yeah, but, that you know, you're just you... not aware of? And, and also, you know, given given that the technology of the the modern battlefield or the modern air, airspace over a battlefield, um, I mean, when they announced in the 1980s the B one mm-hmm. bomber is is invi- we've got this invisible bomber. Mm-hmm. Um, what they meant was it's invisible to radar, yes, it, because it's it's because of the shape it's been made and what it's been coated with. Yes. It presents a very very faint radar image, 
Um, and that's what you want to be invisible to. I mean, if if you've got a bomber that's flying at, I don't know, 70,000 feet at Mach 2, well, it's already invisible to the naked eye, isn't it? It, it needs to be invisible to the radar that's going to track it and fire a missile at it. And well, it needs to be invisible to the missile that's trying to find it, that's trying to lock on. Yes, but what about satellite observation? I mean, it's not just the naked eye. You know, we are sort of scouring the skies for things with technology as well, but visually as well as, mm. you know, through radar or sonar or any of that sort of thing. Uh, we are looking for things visually as well. So, well, given, given that photo was taken from a satellite... Could it be that, you know, if you were there on the ground, you would just see two aircraft parked there. Um, that, but actually one of them is coated with the special stuff that makes it almost invisible to a satellite for some reason. Well, it is the a technology. visual thing. So, yeah, um, to the naked eye, it's perfectly feasible that, yes, it was hmm. It was perfectly visible. I, I Yeah, hmm. I, I, I'd accept that as a... Possibility. Definitely. I mean, here's here's a simple way to make something invisible. You take something like a um, a large TV screen. You know the the ones that just look like when they're switched off, it just looks like a sheet of glass. Mm-hmm. You can hang it on the wall. It's completely transparent. If you have a, a large one of those, so you're looking at it, and all you can see is you're just looking straight through the glass, and you're seeing what's behind it. If it was attached to a camera, that when the camera was switched on and projected on the screen, it was showing the same image. It was yes. showing that same bit of ground that you'd be you'd be seeing if it's switched off, um, and then, uh, but then you were stood behind the screen, so when the screen when it's when the camera's switched off, you're just the people can just look through the screen and see you stood there, um, but because the camera's behind you, um, when when the camera's switched on, suddenly you just disappear. It looks like they're looking at the same thing. So I mean, you could have a big screen on the front of a tank, say, and a camera on the back. Just showing what you'd be looking at if the tank wasn't there, but you'd still see ripples. It, you, of course, you're going to see ripples. It's and hard as that's that. exactly what we're looking at with this image of the B one bomber. Yeah, you, and you'd for still... what you're talking about, it has actually been done. I remember there was a a cloaking jacket that hmm. was created. Um, that basically, yeah, it, it's exactly as you say. It took a camera image, video image from behind. Basically, Mm. literally, someone would wear a coat. It was a long trench coat. And there was a camera attached to the back um, and a projector in front of the jacket um, that that projected the image from the camera onto it. And, yeah, that's... I mean, it didn't work very effectively, but... Yeah, but if you had a a jacket covered with dozens and dozens of flexible little screens all connected to a corresponding micro-camera... Yeah, it would look. It would look like yeah, we're looking straight through you. I mean, yeah, oh. you, you'd see something there. You'd you'd see the shape of it, but you would see what is behind it. Absolutely, yeah. which is yeah, exactly what we're looking at. And do you know what? It also, I mean, you know, I mentioned about the Star Trek convention. Hmm. Um, the whole concept of cloaking technology, as far as I'm aware, into science fiction terms, comes from Star Trek um, in the yeah, 1968 in fact- episode "Balance of Terror." It was, isn't it? And that's isn't that where they they park up and, and Captain Kirk says, "Everyone, everyone, remember where we parked." Ah, uh, no, that's, they, that's the movie that was Voyage in the movie. Home. Yes. Sorry, that's the movie Voyage. Voyage Home, the one with the whales. Okay, I yeah. saw that in the cinema. No, they, yep, yeah, they stole a 
Klingon bird of prey. But no balance of terror was Romulans, um, and they stole the cloaking device from the Romulans because it was new technology that they weren't familiar with. Um, mm. But yeah, you got this sort of shimmering. You saw the outline of it, but you didn't really see that it was there. Um, yeah. Mm. So it's possible. I mean, I imagine creating a cloaking jacket or putting a screen in front of a tank is, you know, it, it's it's a far cry from actually making an aircraft, a, a supersonic aircraft, invisible. Do you know there is a name for exactly what you are describing? What? Retroflective panelling. Retroflective panelling, okay. Retroflective panelling. You're not reflecting... You're retroflecting, so you're basically reflecting what is behind the thing. Hmm. Creating an image of, of see-through. Yeah. And instead of making a hole in something, you've got a screen and a camera. So it looks That's like... it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so so invisibility is possible, and that's that's terrestrial technology. We don't need... Well, it is now because we've reverse engineered. So look at the timing. Well, no, of this. I mean that was always possible, wasn't it? That's ever since we've had video cameras and screens, that's been possible. Well, yes, but your video—it's the projection of it that's the that's the issue. And bear in mind, I'm going—I'm going to suggest that this this vehicle was equipped like this back in the 1960s when the B1 bomber was new. Well, I mean, the B one bomber was conceived in the sixties. I mean, it wasn't really. I don't think it was actually taken to service for a long until the eighties. Well, at least they Um, announced it. I mean that that was the uh, that was the big thing. It existed for a long time before they revealed it. Well, I mean, America was having a very hard time in a war in in Vietnam at the time. I'm sure they they wouldn't have kept any any available military technology. To the sidelines to just to keep it secret. They'd have oh, I don't know. I think I think definitely they, lost, they would have done. Yeah, they lost it, a lot of aircraft in Vietnam. Yeah, but the secret of this technology. So imagine you've got this technology, but it is ridiculously too expensive to recreate on any wide scale mm. premise. Mm. What's the point in having it? What's the point in letting people know that you've got it when? Because the first thing they'll say is, "Well." Why aren't you putting it on these aircraft? Well, the answer is it's too expensive. But they don't um, want to say that. <laughs> so yeah, you they... wait until it comes down in price and it becomes more manageable and feasible, and then you roll it out. Um, isn't there also, I mean, in the in the kind of context of, of Cold War with two superpowers vying for each other in an arms race, trying to leapfrog each other in technology, to, to claim that you have a certain technology, you think, well, yeah, we could develop this. Um, it will be very, very expensive and very difficult to do. But why don't we just do a mock-up picture that we can kind of let leak out through, you know, this, we've, rum, we've rumbled that this guy's a spy, so we'll let him discover it. Um, he'll feed it back to his masters in the Kremlin, who will say, oh, shit, um, America's got this technology that can make a plane invisible. We'd better work on that. And then they go bankrupt trying to compete with something that actually <laughs> isn't really that. You know, that, that kind of thing went on in the Cold War all the time, didn't it? Just oh, I'm making I'm sure it. Of it. I'm sure you had of all it, these yeah. um, technologies. I mean, I don't think this is an example of that. I, I mean, I have read um, that the current generation of of piloted jets 
air fighters and bombers is going to be the last generation that we're, we are moving on to drones and missiles that um, you know, a, a lot of the, the, the advanced bomber programs will stop because they said, well, it's just cheaper to have missiles. Um, you know, for, for, for the price of one of these B-1 bombers, one of these latest bombers, you can have 200 cruise missiles. Well, if you're going to be fighting a short, fast and furious war, then you can just destroy 200 targets at the push of a button. Mm. Um, you know, that, that's that's the way to go, isn't it? You're not, you're not going to worry about your, a reusable aircraft that's going to come back and you're going to service it, fuel it, reload it, send it off again, get them up. Yeah, let the pilot have a rest, send it off again. No, you're fighting a short war that's going to be hours in duration rather than years. And, um, yeah, just send everything in all at once. I'd, I'd want yeah, to have it. a look at the numbers on that. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you're saying 200. And I mean, is that a figure you've read or...? It's or a figure that... I've read, and where did I read it? It was a, a French general commenting on on the latest development of a bomber there was it was a bomber that was um i think it was it was abandoned just because the sheer costs of it i mean the, the US air force yeah they 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 wanted to replace the the B52 since the 1960s but they just found that this this large airframe was just it, it had such a a massive payload Okay, it might not be as fast and manoeuvrable as as a, as a B one, but it can carry it can carry a whole load of of air launched cruise missiles that can be fired from a long way off. You know, it doesn't have mm. to actually. What what they what they've been looking at was a, a bomber that could come in low and very fast to get get through the the first line of defences, yes. um, and then could then sort of slow up and maybe gain some altitude once it's inside the defences and, and and picking a target. Um, I can't find the the quote. Well, not but to worry. A, um, yeah, I suppose two hundred does sound. Um, yeah, they're single-use weapons, aren't they? And that's you know, in a in a short war, that's what you're gonna you're gonna use. I mean, certainly, I, I think the Russians in the Ukraine would be <laughs> wishing they had some cloaking technology. The number of aircraft they seem to have lost. Mm. Um, but but also um, smart weapons make a, a big difference to the way you use your aircraft. You know, if, you, if you've got a smart bomb, let's say you want to attack a bridge or something, if you've got a smart bomb, you can harry one big bomb and you know it's going to hit the bridge and destroy it. If you're just carrying dumb bombs, um, you've got to, instead of throwing a rock, you've got to throw a handful of gravel. And although you're more likely to hit, you're going to do less damage. Yes. Um, so you drop a whole load of bombs, and that some will hit around the bridge, but some will hit the bridge, but they won't do as much damage as that one big bomb would have done. But also, as Russian pilots are finding out to their cost in Ukraine, if you're dropping unguided munitions, dumb bombs, you've got to be able to see the target. That means you've got to come in low and slow, you know, slow enough to to, to react for, for a, a human to actually be able to... to to drop because you know, flying at Mach two isn't going to, you know, it might make you harder to hit, but it's also going to, you've got a split second when you've got to release the bombs rather than, you know, so, you've got no, no leeway, but with a smart weapon, you can drop that from 70,000 feet way above the clouds. No one's seeing you. You can mm. drop it from several miles off. Cause if you're flying at Mach two, I don't know what 13, 1400 miles per hour, um, when you release that bomb, well, that bomb is initially 
it, its momentum is carrying it forward. It's going to carry it a long, long way, and then the satellite will guide it down directly onto the target. And you're long gone, long before but the bombs hit the target. Obviously, that a, a smart weaponry is not going to be cheap. I mean, it's going to require a satellite for starters. But we do have satellites, cheap. and we but, do have we do have smart weapons, and and it's cheaper than losing a plane because you've well, sent it in and, and a crew. No, what what you've what I've just heard though, hmm. where earlier on you were saying, but you know, I mean, you you want planes to be invisible to radar and things yeah. like if if you know the speed it's moving and all the rest of it, it doesn't matter if it's visible. You have just given me a really good argument for cloaking visually cloaking a bomber because if it's visually invisible it can hmm. come in low and slow and get past the first line of defense but you're 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 trying to employ this brand new technology so that you can use old munitions technology what, why are you assuming it's brand new what the cloaking I'm, technology yeah well, it's, I'm, it's I'm saying it us, could be it? 50 years old all right Fifty years ago, that would be a really good reason for having, or for at least working on that sort of technology. It, it's a long time to have it and not use it. So we've got this this weapon, but it's so secret we can yeah. never use it. I'm I'm going to put that down to cost, and you know, having it is one thing; being able to employ it is another. And yeah, hmm. you, you would want to keep it secret until such time as you can get the cost down that you can employ it. Um, or, or maybe, you know, in the Vietnam era, someone said, well, you know, all our planes are being shot down. We've got this cloaking technology. It will cost trillions of dollars to implement it, but it will mean the Vietnamese won't be able to see our aircraft. They won't be able to shoot them down. But then but by the time they've, they've got it all sort of working, someone says, well, actually, we've developed these smart weapons. Um, uh, they, our planes don't have to go anywhere near the target. I'm, I'm going to hypothesise another reason why it might not have been in widespread use. If it was indeed and reverse engineered from a UFO, it might require elements or materials that just aren't available here on Earth, which would limit how many you can have because of how many you know how much of this element or material you've taken from the so, UFO. So basically, one crashed UFO will cloak one brand new. Maybe. B1 bomber. <laughs> bomber. B1 or, bomber. Oh, maybe it'll do 10 or something. I don't know. I'm not mm. going to speculate as to quantity, but it would definitely limit it. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Anyway, what do you think, listeners? We've reached that end of the show <laughs> time. Um, what do you think? Do let us know. Is this B1 bomber... Um, shown on Google Maps at Dias Air Force Base. Is it just a a visual glitch in Google's systems? Is it an actual cloaked vessel? Is it terrestrial technology? Is it extraterrestrial technology? Let us know exactly what you think. Uh, via the usual means, you can email us, aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Aliens Explored. Or if you are one of our Patreons, you can get on the old Discord. You get exclusive access to our Discord server where you can chat with us and like-minded people about any of the episodes you hear here. 
Hair, hair, oh, I got <laughs> I'm struggling. Yeah, hair, H-E-A-R, hair, H-E-E, yes. H-E-R-E. That we discuss on this hear, podcast. Hear. That's what I'm yes. That's what I'm, oh, dear. Mm. Right, anyway, on that bombshell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm, I remain absolutely convinced that this is an example of reverse-engineered technology. That is distance from Roswell. It's, it's on the doorstep virtually. The timing-wise, yeah, 20 years to reverse-engineer something like that, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. Um, so I remain convinced. How about yourself, Neil? Um, I think it's either a, a trick photo or if they really can hide an aircraft like that, it's some kind of camouflage which probably they can only use when it's on the ground. Okay, that's an interesting to, to, idea, to, which yeah. we haven't um, we haven't explored. But uh, yeah, uh, so there we go. Join us next time, though, uh, when we will be discussing the life and works of the very first head of Project Blue Book, Edward J. Rupelt. So don't mm. miss that one. Don't miss. In the meantime, keep watching all this weird and wonderful things you find on Google Earth. Uh, and, and let us know us about know. it. Yes. <laughs> See, we agree yeah. on something, yeah. don't we, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> and keep yourself safe. COVID sucks. It really does. So, yeah, keep yourselves safe and masked and vaccinated. Yeah, so join us next time. We'll be looking forward to it. I hope you're looking forward to it too. Um, I'm looking take forward to it. Catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching. Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com. <laughs>